Welcome again uh, to our podcast here uh, at Refuge Church, which is in Manor, PA, uh, talking about having a common space for where uh, we talk about discipleship and things about our journey with God, that uh, the more we can have these kind of dialogues and discussions outside of just our church setting, the more hopefully that we can start wrestling with the things that God wants us to wrestle with instead of getting caught up in maybe the noise of the day or uh, the noise of maybe what's happening in even your own circumstances. And so we've been talking uh, about the, this uh, journey with God and being at the core of it, being with him and in relationship with him. And then from that, things flow out. And so the last uh, few times that we've been together, we've been talking about what does that look like living on mission and kind of defining that term being missional, uh, that God has a plan. God has a purpose. One of the core beliefs that I have is that every human being uh, has a purpose. And they're searching for that. Uh, some people will put that into their job. Others will put it into their work. Some put it into relationships. Some into the idea of the greater good or into improving uh, society. Um, but there's this big question that we're asking is, why am I here? Well, what's my purpose? And uh, I think this is one of the really u- unique things that God not only defines for us, but he offers for us is that we do have a purpose. Uh, and that he wants to join in with us as we join in with him in this uniqueness that God uses us. Uh, one of the fascinating things you can even think about, uh, you know, if Jesus, um, you, know, uh, you know, lived and died uh, 2,000 roughly years ago. Uh, since that point, uh, the church has been on mission and continuing to thrive throughout all courses of cultures and countries and empires and wars and famines, and yet the church continues to to thrive in that, which is uh, just a, a fascinating concept. Even even if you're not someone that holds to a, a Christian belief, you got to say that's, that's a fascinating concept. This thing has not died out over 2,000 years. One of the, the core things in that um, is a verse that's uh, following up a very famous verse. If you've ever been to church, if you ever had anyone talk to you about what it means to, to be a Christ follower, they will use the term or they'll say, uh, it is for by grace. For by grace, we even say that comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Uh, it's not our own work. It's nothing we can boast. It's, it's a free gift that God has given to us. But uh, what is really cool is right behind that verse, Ephesians 2.10 tells us that for we are his workmanship created as a masterpiece to do good works. So, so he gives us this grace that we don't earn, we don't deserve it, yet he gives it to us and it, it what causes us to, to enter in a relationship with him. And then he tells us we've been created as a masterpiece to do good works, that God created us for a purpose. Yet if we're honest, uh, most of us kind of struggle with what is that purpose. And so uh, we're going to have the time. We're going to talk about this a little bit here. We want to uh, kind of get into this. But before we do that, I just want to introduce the guys again. Hey, I'm Ryan. I'm Mike. And uh, again, if uh, you didn't catch, but I'm Pastor Dan, and, and we're excited to be able to have this dialogue and discussion. So uh, just right off the top uh, there, Ryan, as, as I share that, as we talk about that, uh, what are some thoughts that come to your mind? When I think just missionally, you know, to really kind of discover your mission you have to discover the God of the mission. Yeah. Like you have to know him, then you will know his mission. And then from that, you will know your part 
in the mission. Hmm. So it really kind of flows down from that of just really spending time with the Lord, getting to know who he is. And as you get to know him in his word, you will see just these overarching things that all Christians are called to inside of the big grand mission of God. And then from that, I think the more time you spend with him, the more time you walk with him, just in living out that big grand vision, God will start to give you just these small little pieces. Or maybe he's like, all of a sudden you have this desire to do this thing. You know, I think so, so often, you know, I I love the scripture in the Psalms uh, 37 where, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. It's like something happens in that phase where when you're delighting in God, something in you starts to change. We're now like God's will is, is, is now it's like your will. Mm. And so I think that's part of it too, is spending time with him, getting to know the God of the mission. And as you just continue to grow and walk this out, he starts to open up and reveal and even give you desires of what is your part really going to look like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And, 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 um, you know, what you're, what you're saying here too, is, is it, it moves, um, this journey with God is just a, a church going activity. Mm. Um, just something that, you know, I'm supposed to do or something that, uh, is my moral duty to actually, uh, living with, uh, God who is on mission. And what you said there is God's already on mission. And that's, that's something fascinating to think that God is, you know, maybe you might not see it in your community at the moment, or maybe you, you question what's happening in your country or, or, you know, in your culture. But you look around globally in all these different places where, again, as we said, that there'd be no logical reason why the church should be thriving. Mm. Uh, it is. And God is on mission. And as you get to know that God and get to see that God, then you get to say, and yet he's now calling me to, to join him in that. Uh, it's, it's really wild. So, um, Mike, what's, what's some of your thoughts? Yeah. Um, kind of along the same lines, whenever I, I, I think about that, um, you know, one of the things that to me is sometimes really challenging and convicting is when I go back through just the, the gospel accounts and you see the disciples, yes, Jesus would send them off at times, but they were with him for two and a half, three and a half years, right? Depending on who you're reading. And that is a long time by our standards to just sit with someone and to still be doing things here and there, but to just be sitting and kind of being and learning. And it's, it wasn't just like, it wasn't like, Oh, Hey, I'll pick you up on Friday. Like, yeah, I'm sure they still had things that they did, but they were with him every single day Mm -hmm. every moment that they could they were just soaking up all of this time and and I think sometimes we can get a little over excited especially in the church in the west and we just think like oh man I'm in this this honeymoon period spiritually and I need to run and Mm -hmm. run full steam ahead but I don't know what I'm doing and we can get ahead of God Mm -hmm. um, and ahead of the mission that he because he he has a mission he has Mm -hmm. something that he's doing um, from a grand perspective but also specifically in your context Mm -hmm. in your neighborhood in your city he Mm -hmm. has a plan for it and um, yeah I I think it's important that that we we stop and we just kind of learn to be with him I really think that that one of the the things that we were created to do was to walk with 
God. I think that's what we see in, in the garden a lot of. Um, and so when we can slow down enough to actually walk with him, to be with him, to really learn his character, to learn who he is and, and, and what he does. I mean, that's, that's whenever he really starts to give you, sometimes it's glimpses. And then if you're like me, you're ready to run full steam ahead into a yeah. door that gets slammed shut. Cause he's like, I didn't tell you to go that far yet. And, and, mm-hmm. and, but then he'll give me another one and he'll give me another one. And you just start to learn to slow your pace to match it with his, to walk with him. And, and it's so much better that way. Yeah. yeah that's uh, you know, a phrase we use sometimes about not wanting to be ahead of God, not wanting to be 10 feet, you know, behind God. We yeah. just want to be really in his shadow. Uh, that would indicate that we're following closely by him. Um, and so we want to, we want to kind of, kind of make this be about how to help figure that out. You know, whether it's been our own journeys or, or whether it can help yours. Um, for me, uh, I remember uh, several times in my life being greatly impacted by the uh, the book Experiencing God by Henry uh, Blackaby. And, uh, you know, he uh, takes this idea of experiencing God and talks about our purpose and our mission. And he, he talks about seven realities. I'm not going to read all the seven realities, but just a few of them we've kind of even said here. And I want you to be thinking about is that God is always at work around you. He's pursuing a continual love relationship with you that's real and personal. And he's inviting you in to be involved in that work. If you can just stay right at those three, then you understand that this is an invitation for you. And this is something that God is calling you into as he's doing work in you and around you. And he's calling us in, into that love relationship. So, so if you're there and, and if that's what it is, now let's start looking at, okay, how does God use his word, the Holy Spirit, prayer, the circumstances, the church, all these different things to reveal maybe what is something very specific to you. That's kind of what we want to get to. Uh, you know, I remember in, in high school, um, you know, God just kind of first working on me and, and um, kind of bringing me to that moment of saying, hey, I got, I got something for you. Uh, I got a direction for you. It first started happening by uh, some course uh, change, some course direction. My life was about friends and basketball and, and uh, just doing my own version of good. And, and God kind of threw some, some injuries and some other things kind of steered me in another direction. And then I remember at 19, again, the same thing happened where my life was going towards a different direction and God started steering me again. And, and in all those times, God just kept saying, I got something for you. I've got something for you. And, and there wasn't the big plan. I, I didn't have this big vision about, you know, what I was going to do or, or all this next, but it was just kind of like, I got something for you. Keep trusting me, keep walking down this path. And so I started just, you know, getting involved. I started, um, you know, helping out. I started, uh, being able to, to do different teaching opportunities. I started, um, you know, to do these things and, and things started to become natural in that there was something about the opportunities that I had where, um, just felt like, Hey, this is something, uh, that just is easy for me. Uh, not easy that it didn't take time, but easy in the sense that it just, it clicked, had some people make some comments, uh, you know, wow, that, that made sense. Or you're able to put that in a certain way. And, and through those things started to learn, hmm, maybe I have a, 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 a gifting of, of teaching. Maybe I have the ability to, uh, shepherd others. And so these were things that God started to reveal to me as I started believing he had an invitation and, and started moving in that direction. So, um, you know, just curious, Ryan, uh, then Mike, you know, just what are some of your journeys when it comes to figuring out a little bit, and and you might not even know it yet, um, but what are some of the things that, you know, God has done? 
Yeah, I think for me, one in particular stands out specifically related to refuge. Um, but, you know, I, I just, you know, I would just go away to spend time with the Lord. And and there were two very specific occasions where I felt like a very burning desire in my heart to preach a message at refuge. And I was like, where's this coming from? You know, like <laughs> you had never done it before. No, I'm right? like, I've never preached, you know, I've never done this. And then one time, you know, it was at the end of 2020 and it just like, it was something so strong in me that I was just like, Lord, if you want me to do this, like then you got to do the work. And I, and I said very specifically to God, I will never ask pastor Dan or talk to him about this. Like, seriously, I, I was like, I will never I'm not going to ask our main pastor to preach. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> not doing it. And then I show up to church the next Sunday and Pastor Dan asked me to pray to consider preaching. Mm. And I, I mean, I was basically bawling my eyes out. I'm <laughs> like, God speaks, you know, like, you know, but it's just in a very real way. I was just like, wow. And yeah. so that was like a really special, I think, moment for me of, okay, God, like I'm going to go down this path yeah. wherever it's leading, but just sensing that calling of what, whatever it turns into, I don't know, but just, I knew yeah. that was the next step. Yeah. That's cool. That's a cool story. I love every time you tell it because I, I know the other side of it and I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any inside information. So, uh, uh, that was just God's spirit. And, um, but, but some of the keys that you shared there that, that I think are universal is, just, you know, in prayer, mm. uh, God putting something on your heart and then you're not, not demanding it. Yeah. Okay. There, I think there is something really healthy about, okay, God told, you know, sometimes we use that phrase, God told me to do this. And then we demand yeah. it out of other people. Like God told me to do this and you have to follow my will. Mm. It's like, Oh, I don't think God necessarily works that way. I think yeah. he works in community. I think mm -hmm. he works in an orderly fashion in that. So, yeah. uh, having that ability to say, oh, I think God's saying this to me and I'm just going to pray about it. And then I'm just going to trust him. I, yeah. I love when God just kind of, kind of shows you the next few things and, mm -hmm. and, um, that's a great place. You know, if you're, if you're listening here and you're, you're saying, man, I don't know what this next thing is, or I'm not sure just, you know, okay, what is God maybe saying to you? And then let's put it to prayer and let's just kind of sit it there and, and see what maybe could be next. Mike, yeah. what about you? What, what, how do you do that? Yeah, I, I, I'm immediately taken back and I might've, um, shared this story on here before. I, I don't know. So bear with me if I have, but, um, whenever I initially got called into ministry and by the way, like, if you're following Jesus, like everybody to a certain extent, like this is what we're talking about. You're going to get called into ministry, not necessarily paid working for a church. It's not what we're talking about. But like when we use that phrase, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, listen to last week's episode when we talk about oh, yeah. <laughs> missional living, right? Yeah. Everyone's on mission. Totally. Yeah. So, ahead. yeah. So, but whenever I got called, um, to kind of start exploring this. Um, I just remember I was going back to school. Um, I had dropped out before and, um, I didn't, I, I felt like God was, was starting to say, you know, Hey, like, take a look at the church, take a look at this. And I looked at him and I was like, but there's so much that I hate about it. And he was like, yeah, come take a look at it. And I'm like, okay. So I'm looking and I just felt like he was really just saying, I, I've got something for you here. And, um, and I was really struggling to come up with what my major was going to be, what I was going to declare. And I knew that there was no money in ministry and I really like money. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like, cool, I'm going to go have a, like a real job and ministry I'll do, but that way I have a backup plan. 
I, like that was my thought process mm-hmm. straight up. And I was talking to my pastor about it. I was talking to my dad about it, my grandfather to just men that I really respected and other people and women. Um, and everybody was like, no, I think that's a good idea. There's no money in ministry. Like if you can do it, great, go help somebody. But yeah. like, good luck. And God just kept coming back to me with, I told Abraham to follow me. Hmm. Hmm. That was the memo. That was the message. I told Abraham to follow me. Hmm. And so I met with, um, uh, a neighbor at the time and they explained their journey, getting called into ministry and how they were in, um, in school and God called and they just switched. Hmm. And, um, in that moment I said, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. And it was like, it's like a cannon hmm. went off in my head and I just, I literally, I saw 20 doors just open and hmm. I could see the next one that was shut yeah. and I wasn't there yet, but it was like, God was like, all right, you're going to trust me. Like I, it's wide open. And so now I'm at a place that I never thought I would be. Yeah. Um, not that I don't like it here, but mm-hmm. like I, I did, just didn't anticipate that this is where I would be. My career track was totally different. Not that it's about having a career. It's about living on mission. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just in a similar place of like, okay, God, like, yeah, what yeah. is it? Like, what, what do you have? And he has been slowly giving me, like he hasn't opened up the 20 doors, which mm-hmm. is frustrating. Cause now that I've lived that, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. He'll open one or two, yeah. sometimes three. And then, and then it's a while Yeah, yeah. and it's just waiting and it's going at his pace, but I'm excited to see what he's going to do in my life because I can't like, yo, I tried to, I tried to walk away from just like doing the missional thing. Mm-hmm. I tried to go just be a dream volunteer. And like when you've tasted and seen, you can't, you yeah. can't ever go back. You just can't. Hmm. You, you bring up a great, and this is what I think is so healthy about even our discussions here. We, we share different experiences, um, which is a reminder that, you know, your way is not my way or yeah. my way is not Ryan's and, and all three of us ways aren't what others might experience. So, you know, even you uh, sharing that, you know, Hey, uh, the logical, practical sense, people were saying this isn't necessarily the right way, but you spiritual just, wise people. Yeah. yeah. You felt that this was still what God was calling you to yeah. do. And, and, and there are those moments too, like where, it, you know, and alluding to Abraham is great because practically speaking, it made zero sense, but there was something that God was up to. So, yeah. um, you know, there's part of that, that we got to grab. You know, and it reminds me too, just of, I, I read a quote by a, an old preacher, William Gurnall, and he was really talking about like spiritual warfare and just looking at like, you can get really good counsel from another believer that can still be like the whisper of the enemy. Like they're not intention. They like the same thing, Mike, you know, it's like, all those men and women around you had really great advice, but there was still an element of it of this wasn't the voice of the Lord. Right. There was something of like the enemy did not want you to go down this path. So just recognizing like counsel's great, but there can still be like if God tells you like Abraham, obviously it's great to have counsel around you, but to go or whatever, you know, to be able to trust him in that. Yeah, no, it is. And that's that's some of the 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 journeys we have with God. And, and, um, you know, the other thing I, w- I would say too, is, um, you know, sometimes closed doors, um, are just that just closed doors yep. and they're not, um, you know, something that you should give up on or something that mm. God's saying no to. It's just maybe saying not yet, or maybe just be patient or just keep waiting. I mean, so, so there, Again, when, when we started out this episode, we talked about this, you know, the journey is something that we're wrestling with. And, and I've been more and more convinced about, you know, wh- what are the things I'm wrestling with? Should I be wrestling with it? 
Mm-hmm. And what are the things I'm not wrestling with that I maybe should be wrestling with? Like, you know, how do we, how do we, you know, be salt and light in this world is something I think we should wrestle with every single day of our lives. Cause that's mm-hmm. what God calls us to. And it's a challenge. Um, this is, you know, what is God's call in my life? What is my purpose is something important for us to wrestle with in a sense that we got to keep coming to understanding about what God's doing. Because, you know, uh, there might be different things that's going on and, and different moments for different people. So, um, you know, I, I, hopefully this is something good that we can begin that dialogue. Um, you know, Ryan, what's some things that you've read on this uh, idea? Uh, you know, I think the one thing that really comes back to my mind is uh, just this idea, you know, and it gets to a, a practical element as well of uh, Leonard Ravenhill. He said one time, you know, my goal is God himself, not joy, not peace, not even blessing, but himself. And I think, too, that there is an element of this where when you talk about being on this mission, sometimes I feel like we can begin to idolize the mission. And we're sold out on the mission, which is great because it's God's mission, but we've elevated the mission above God. Yeah. So it's just just knowing that your mission for God is not greater than God. And, and that sometimes we can leave God to go on the mission that he has for us. So just really knowing that God's mission for you is, is not some, uh, you know, thing that, that he's calling you to really seek more than him. It, it's, it really is just this idea of come to me, follow me. And I will reveal to you the mission that you've already been on the whole time (laughs) because following him is the mission. Yeah. And that gets back to the core of, you know, being with God versus doing for God. And the the mission sometimes can overtake that, that part Mm -hmm. of it. So uh, that's great. Uh, Mike, what about you? Yeah, I think, um, kind of along the, the same vein, right. That, um, when we're trying to discover our mission or to live on mission, whatever it is that, um, one of the really cool things that I think churches have done is they've provided a lot of avenues for people to serve. Um, but serving is not always living on mission. And sometimes we get those things confused. Um, and we love our churches, which is a good thing. And so we want to help and and we think that we're achieving this mission by doing that. And, And so to use a, um, uh, I was reading um, just about marriages and things like that in a book, and um, I came across a, um, a some very traditional Judaic people will still arrange marriages. Now, not to get into that topic, but essentially what they will say when they look at a culture like the West, they will say along the lines of, you put hot soup on a cold bowl, and we put cold soup on a hot stove with, you know, comparing like getting married to someone that you've met versus an arranged marriage. And to kind of borrow that illustration, I think sometimes we get really excited about like serving or running after this opportunity without taking the time to really be with God and see what it is that he does have for us. And we're putting hot soup in a cold bowl and it quickly cools down. And then it's just, nobody wants that. Right. And then you're trying to figure out what to do as opposed to just being with him first, really walking with him first, finding out what it is that he has for you, going at that pace and allowing it to heat up, allowing it to be everything that he has for your life, for how he created and designed you to be. The good news that, that we're saying and, and hopefully you hear is that God has designed and created you yeah. for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and we'll talk actually in some other episodes about, you know, is that a, a one purpose for your entire life? Is that seasonal? Does it come and go? Does it change? But mm. for right now, I just, I just want to encourage you some real practical ideas. I, I want to give you some practical steps. First of all, for, we've already said it here, but we want to say it again, just spend time in prayer. Uh, just really just say, Lord, you know, what is your will for my life? What is your, what is it that, and, and just, you know what, maybe, maybe it's, it's just sit there and just, just be quiet and listen. Uh, maybe he's speaking to you in a, in a really subtle, small voice like he did, um, you know, with Elijah and the whisper in the cave and, and just, he wants to say something to you really quiet and just waiting for you to, to be still and to hear that. Maybe it's something else going on, but just to take some time in prayer. And then uh, begin to explore a little bit about the uniqueness of you. Uh, there are good spiritual test inventories out there. Uh, talk to good friends and family. Say, hey, you know, what's it, what is it about me that's unique? Uh, maybe they'll say, oh, you know, you're a good listener. Or, you know what, you, you always give good advice. Or, you know, you always, you know, make, make me feel uh, uh, welcomed at your home. Or, or you know what? They're always generous. Uh, like they might identify some things in you that you don't see in yourself that maybe God is doing. And then third thing I would just say is just maybe, maybe take some steps. You know, try to put yourself in situations where that uniqueness and maybe what you've been hearing from God could be actually put into practice. Now, again, it, it doesn't have to be the big, big things. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm, I'm you know, selling my home and moving away or you know, I'm, <laughs> I've got to go to my pastor and tell him I'm preaching a sermon because the Lord told me. Um, it might just be a, a devotional it, in children's ministries. It might be, uh, you know, talking to your neighbor about, uh, you know, who God is and the gift of evangelism and things like that. Just begin to, to explore that and then, you know, just kind of work through that. Uh, I, that would be, uh, you know, just uh, some three really practical steps just to get us kind of getting moving on this idea of understanding kind of what your mission may be uh, in the current moment that you're in. But as, as always, as we are here, uh, we want to encourage you uh, to begin the journey to talk about it, to, to not just have this wrapped up in a nice little bow and this is everything you're going to talk about it, but to maybe even have discussions. We, we'd love to, to interact with you. If you have any questions, you can email us at info at churchrefuge.com. Uh, we'd love to respond to you and uh, we're going to continue uh, for the next few episodes, keep talking about this idea of uh, living on mission and, and having this purpose uh, for your life and uh, hopefully you'll be able to join us.